Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for for being there for us. Thank you for today. Thank you for waking us up. Some people can't say that. And for those that are mourning, Lord God, or those that are really going through, we lift them up to you today. Uh, some, we, we, we receive the names. We receive the names of people, but we can't remember all of them. So I give them all to you. You know exactly who they are and what they need. You know the situations that they're going through, Lord God, and we give them all to you. We give them, lay them in your lap as you sit in your heavenly, beautiful heavenly throne. Jesus, we thank you for what you did on the cross for us, um, shedding your blood for us and loving us and sending uh, soldiers, sending your angels to us to comfort us and, and minister unto us whenever we need it. And we lift up everybody right now that we know that needs that ministering right now, Lord God. Times are getting really, really hard and rough down here. And we need to back one another up and pray for one another, Father God. And uh, we cannot say that we are Christians and following followers of the Christ if we do not love one another and pray for somebody else instead of ourselves all the time. Hallelujah. Thanks for listening to us. And Holy Spirit, uh, please use me today to teach somebody somewhere who needs to hear what you have to say today. Thank you in Jesus' holy name. And amen. Amen. Hallelujah. God is good. You do a little check here. Okay. Um, I entitled this, Shakespeare was not God's scribe. Okay, I know that sounds crazy. <laughs> Some people, it might sound a little strange, but we have to, believe it or not, I'll start out like that. Okay. Believe it or not, there are people who have said, and you might even have heard it your own self, that Shakespeare wrote the Bible. Okay, how many of us have heard that before? I know I have. Raise your hands. Amen. <laughs> so I can see you. Right. You know, but people they they come up with some of the craziest stuff about the Bible. And if they would just read it and allow the if they would accept the Holy Spirit, first of all, accept Jesus. Amen. And then accept the Holy Spirit that he gave us, and the Holy Spirit would teach them. But people don't want to. They have too much pride. They don't have, They claim that they don't have enough time, and the Bible is just a book. Amen. They say the Bible is just a book written by man. And then people tend to take it racially. They get racial with it. Amen. The Bible is a book written by this man and that man and whatever. You know, the Bible is a book written by God. Okay. Okay, he used man to write it, and it was written under the inspiration of the Lord. Amen. Man did not sit down and say, well, I think I'm going to write a little fairy tale and just try to fool a lot of people just for the fun of it. Let's see how that turns out. You know, No. Amen. So now, although Shakespeare was known for his wondrous writings, he was not what we call a Christian theological, hermeneutical, canonical, okay, rabbinical writer. And neither was his writings reviewed by any elder Jewish scholars or rabbis way back in, get this, right, 90 to 96 AD, all right, as when the book of St. John had been written. The two just did not exist together. The carnal mind will do anything to steal the thunder from Jesus. And I don't know if any of y'all out there feel the same way I do. I can't take that anymore. There are so many things going on to denounce Jesus, to take away his divinity. They're taking crosses off the church, off of churches. They're closing down churches. It's getting to the point now pastors don't even know whether or not they should have church. Okay, that's confusion. And the Bible says 
right? God is not what? The author of confusion. So all of this stuff, he's a God of peace. All this stuff that's going on is not of the Lord. It is an attack. It is a direct attack on the church, on the body of Christ. This is why God tells us we have to stay strong, be strong in the Lord. Amen. Because, you know, this is going on. This, This stuff is happening. They're literally trying to shut us up. I don't know how many of you listening to this now or later maybe going through this, but there is a lot. Oppression is deep. Oppression is deep. And I hate to say this, <clears throat> you know, forgive me for saying this, if, if some people out there can't take heavy, heavy word, write a heavy word, but Christians are oppressing one another. Okay. Christians are oppressing one another and the, the, the spirits that are using them are not of God. Anytime, <clears throat> let's think about this, right? Okay, before I get into uh, the, uh, in fact, I'll discuss that as well. But anytime tells another Christian to shut up, that is not of God. That's not of God. You take it to the Lord, and if it's meant for them to, they will. Amen. We are telling each other. I was just talking to a friend, good friend of mine, just I think yesterday or whatever. Well, we were uh, messaging. And I was telling them, I said, you know, people are watching, Christians are watching each other. They're trying, to, like, in the Bible, the the uh, people who harassed Jesus the most tried to catch him in his, the Pharisees, right? They tried to catch him in his words. They, they, they kept trying to get him to tell lies or to stumble or to say something that they can accuse him of. And this is what we're doing to one another, and God is telling us right now that has to stop. If you're out there and you're preaching the word of God, you you have your own personality, you have your own ways, and, and however God has called you to preach that word, I, who am I to tell you to shut up? Amen? Who am I to tell you? cannot tell a child. Of, and what's happening is instead of us, watch this, right? Instead of us telling the devil to shut up. Do you see how he's oppressing us and, and we're all confused and tied up now? We don't know what we're doing. And instead of telling the devil to shut up, we're telling God to shut up. The people that God has called, you cannot do that. And what happens is we hear little cliches, okay? Uh, we, we, we hear little cliches and stuff, and it's cute. And you might have heard a preacher preach it a couple times and everything that catches on, and it just takes off like wildfire. wildfire. And we're using those cliches, and we're hurting people <clears throat> with our words. <laughs> trying to tell other people about theirs. Amen. So, um, no, you know, we have to just go by what the Bible tells us to do. Do not do what man tells you to do or what you heard somebody said. Do what the Holy Spirit tells you to do. And I promise you, I am not going to tell you how to preach the word. That is not my job. Amen. The Bible says, let us reason together. Amen. If there's something going on, you know, we, we need to talk to you a little bit or you need to talk to me about something, we'll talk. You know, we'll discuss it. But no, we need to learn who the real target is. Amen. And then it gets personal and people start, you see people online all the time and, and it looks like they're posting something innocent and you don't realize, and you know, when you agree with that stuff, you don't realize they have an MO. They're posting that for a fellow Christian 
that gets on their nerves or they, they might be jealous of or something. So you have to be careful. Amen. Who you follow. Amen. That's why I'm talking about the people. I'm talking to the people today who they actually think that Shakespeare wrote the Bible. Amen. Hallelujah. The carnal mind will do anything to steal the thunder from Jesus or his people. <clears throat> think about it. Imagine what imagine what imagine what the uh, disciples went through who were following Jesus. They ate with him every day, slept with him every day, fished, got on boats with him and everything. Can you imagine what how the devil worked on them? And they were followers of Christ. He called them. And any time you're called by God, the devil's going to send somebody to try to shut you up. It's called oppression. If he can, like he did Eve, oh, I'm getting ahead of myself, but like he did Eve in the garden. Did God really say that? Are you really called? You know, are you really supposed to say that? Hallelujah. The carnal mind will do anything to steal God's thunder. But, you know, uh, God bless John's soul, amen, who passed on to glory around 95 to 96 AD. And John wrote in the Old Testament, we know, amen, and no, John and Shakespeare did not exist together, <laughs> okay? And the term Anno Domini is medieval Latin, which means in the year of the Lord, okay? But it's often presented using our Lord instead of the Lord. Amen. Taken from the full original phrase, Anno Domini Nostri Jesu Christi. Amen. Which translates in the year of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, why am I talking about Shakespeare? There have been rumors going around for years that people obviously don't know God Okay, by the ones that don't know God or don't know any better that the Bible was, it was not written actually by Shakespeare. They got that idea because King James Version, okay, this is how um, uh, see-through some people are, okay, they just can't get it together that the Bible was written in the King James Version, which is called the Elizabethan language, amen, therefore giving credit to the fairy tales of unbelievers. Okay, let's look at Job 41.29. Amen. It, this gives credit to the fairy tales of unbelievers. They hear that language and they believe that that's the same language. Watch this. They believe, they believe that that's the same language that the, the, the Greeks and Hebrews use. Do you believe that that would be Elizabeth? Elizabethan language would be Elizabethan, they say whatever, would be the same language that Greeks and Jews used years and years ago? I don't think so. Look at Job 41.29, all right? And this is where I'm going to make my point. <clears throat> Job 41.29, and it reads like this. I'll read it in King James Version. And it says, darts are counted as stubble. He laughed. He laugheth at the shaking of a spear. Okay, so what these people do, they're all, everybody's always trying to downplay God. He's not real. The Bible's not real. And what they did was they took the words shaking of a spear, put those two words together, as simple as it sounds, this is what the devil does to try to downgrade our Jesus, okay? 
They put shaking of a spear together, and guess what they got? Shakespeare. Do you see how man in his finite wisdom put the words shake and spear together to get William Shakespeare's last name? You know, blasphemy is giving carnality credit for what God has done or insulting God or showing contempt, disrespect, which is a lot of that's going on now too, and lack of reverence as well towards God. Amen. You know, when I went to the new King James Version, NKJV, and I used my Strong's Concordance yesterday as well, and I looked up the word spear. I wanted to get a little deeper. This okay, we see shake and spear. I wanted to get a little deeper. But watch this. This is how simple some people can be that don't know the word, don't have a relationship with the Lord, amen, which they actually should. Now, when you really get into the word, that's why I like the uh, Strong's Concordance because it tells you what every word in the Bible meant, just about every word. I think it covers almost every word in the Bible, if not all. <laughs> okay, so I looked up the word spear. I said, okay, let's see what they meant back in the day. And it, just check this out. It means javelin. Studiers of the Strong's Concordance, that would be 3591 and on, and 3591 and a couple, you know, above it and below it. Sometimes you have to look at just, you know, not just that one number, but the ones above it and below it are similar to javelin. Okay, but it's javelin, which is kedon. It looks like K-E-Y-D-O-W-N, which is pronounced kedon, K-E-E-D-O-H-N, which means something to strike with a lance, a spear, a shield, and a target. Does that sound like a man's name to you? Does that would that be a man's name to you? Amen. And you know exactly what is a scribe. Let's talk about scribes too, right? Look up scribe. One, it's a historical person, person uh, who copies out documents, especially one employed to do this before printing was even invented. A writer, especially a journalist like Matthew, amen, in the book of Matthew. Okay, he was a writer, a journalist, too, which is also historical, um, and it's also a scribe, an ancient Jewish record keeper, or later a professional theologian and jurist, J-U-R-I-S-T, amen. So no, um, Shakespeare was not sitting around the disciples writing things down, writing down their daily living, okay? Um, people need to stop. They need to stop with the madness. Let's give God credit. It, all of this is the Bible is God. The Bible that you are holding in your hand right now or reading later or have read um, is written the one who created you, the one who watches over you. It's written by the one who sent his son down to this earth, and even though he didn't have to, he sent him down here in a form of a baby, trusting a human being to take care of him. Amen. He loves you that much. He trusted a beautiful young lady to take care of his son and be his mother. Amen. We see and understand that there are many writers of the canonized Bible. The Apostle Paul himself wrote more chapters in the New Testament than any other writer in the entire Bible. The New Testament was written mainly by those who knew and walked with Jesus. It doesn't cancel out the Old Testament just because the writers walked with Jesus. 
because actually every chapter in the entire Bible has something to do with Jesus. You look, start from Genesis and go back to the dictionary, and it fills with Jesus. The whole Bible is about him. The Bible is Jesus in print. Amen. The, when you hold that Bible, you're holding your Savior. You're holding the directions that he has given you, and he gave you a teacher to, discern, to, to, to help you with the Bible. He gave you the Holy Spirit so that you can study it properly and so that you can have the revelation Okay, we got to get we got to get that name too. The, that word, the revelation that you need. You can't figure this Bible out by yourself without the Holy Spirit. Amen. People said I read the whole Bible, and that's good. You read the whole Bible, but do you understand it? Did the Holy Spirit help you to understand it? Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus said He didn't come to get rid of the law of the Old Testament, but to make it better or easier for us to live without the problem of thinking that, we, that we've always let God down. Every time we make a mistake, God does not want you to condemn yourself. The devil condemns, but don't you condemn yourself, and don't let other people condemn you either. I don't care how much you like them, how much you, 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 you might follow them online or, or been friends with them for years. They might even be family. Never let anybody cause you to experience condemnation because God, the Holy Spirit, convicts. Amen. The devil condemns. All right. God will convict you and you'll get a little feeling in your mind and your heart. Well, that wasn't very nice. You know, check yourself. You know, no, the devil condemns. Remember that. Amen. Hallelujah. He stands in the gap for us. Talking about Jesus and presents us as innocent to God. Jealousy in people will stop you from knowing that you are innocent in God's eyesight. You, you, you're covered by the blood. You're covered by Jesus' blood. Now, that doesn't mean go out there and just sin all the time because you know you're going to get away with it. There are some people in life who they, they constantly say, you, you could tell they're you know, children of Belial. They're very, very evil people, and they continue to sin all the time. They continue to hurt people and, har- and harass people because they know they're going to get away with it. They're covered by somebody who's allowing them to get away with that mess. Don't be one. Amen? Don't be one. That's not godly at all. The Bible says, touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm. So if somebody's doing that to you, they will get it back. You can bet that. Amen. Hallelujah. When God will ask at that great white throne judgment, which you can see in the book of Revelation, you know, he's going to say, well, what do you say about Esther, son? And Jesus will say, I got her covered that. She's covered by my blood. And God will say, all is well and good, my faithful servant. Enjoy eternity with us. Amen. How would you like to hear God say that to you? Amen. All is well. All is well and good, my faithful servant. All is well and good, Alexi, my faithful servant. Ed, my faithful servant. Joe, my faithful servant. All is well. Come enjoy eternity with us. Come and see, as Jesus told them in the Bible when they were asking him where his house was. He told him, he said, come and see. He doesn't hide anything. Amen. God is a revealer of secrets. He doesn't hide them, you know. Um, 
now, number two, the Bible was written not by man's thoughts and ideas, but by, here we go, the main word I want you to write down today, inspiration of God, okay? The Bible was written by, now this is where everybody gets tied up and wants to start arguing, inspiration. Let's look at that word, amen? Okay, Job 32.8, it says, but there is a spirit in man and the inspiration of the Almighty giveth them understanding. Job was even letting us know then, and that man went through a lot of mess, that we have a spirit in us, and, and God gives us understanding of whatever we need. Second Timothy 3.16. All I love this one. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Amen. Inspiration. And the last one I have here, Second Peter one twenty one. And it says, knowing this first, that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. So if somebody is charging you $100 so they can give you a private interpretation, they're evil. Okay, I would suggest you back away. <laughs> and then it goes on to say, for prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God, as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Amen. We, that's what every time a preacher preaches, okay, sometimes that flesh tries to get in there. We catch ourselves, go right back into the spirit again. It, you, we're struggling. That's why you got to keep your pastors in prayer because it's a struggle. Amen. We're struggling. There's, the enemy is trying to catch us in our words, trying to mess up our words and everything else. Amen. Have you ever watched a, a preacher preach and it just looks like they stumble just a tad, just a little bit? That, pray for them. They're, they're wrestling right there. They're, they're wrestling. Hallelujah. We are given the words to speak by the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. Amen. This is why it takes faith in Jesus to believe his word is true and was written by those who he has called throughout the years to write as an example to us in the future. Even then, thousands of years ago, Jesus had you in mind. Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad that God gave us an instruction booklet that has already been found tried and true? Anytime I don't, um, I don't know how to handle a situation, go to the book. I go to the book. You should too. I've noticed that when I don't go to the book, I begin to suffer for it. That's when the mistakes come in and the misery comes in. That's when the complaining comes in. And God sits there shaking his head saying, Esther, I gave you the answer that's been around since the time of Moses. Use it. Pick it up. It seems that nothing turns out right for me either when I just, or I just wing it and I try to hit a home run without reading the directions first, and Satan grabs the ball and ruins my play. And he's still doing it today. He's a thief and he steals all that he can to keep us down and depressed, thinking that God is a liar, just like he did with the woman who lost her name and became Eve. He said, did God really say that? He was trying to instill doubt in her. He tries to instill doubt in you. And when people say to Shakespeare, the Bible was written by Shakespeare, they're trying to instill doubt in you so that you will stop believing in this God, okay? Did, you, did he really, did God really call you to minister? Are you really equipped to be a mother or a father? Are you sure that job is for you? Does she really love you? No one likes you. They just pretend to like you. Do you really think that that infirmity is going to go away? I mean, really? See, watch those whispers. Yes, you're covered by the blood of Jesus, and Jesus said, by his stripes, you are healed. So, 
you know, I end by saying this. I hope you know now that God is the inspiration of that paper and leather Bible or whatever you have book, okay? The Biblio. Yes, he wrote it. And every, look, there's no question that you can ask that isn't covered by this Bible. Nothing. I lay my life on it. There is no question. I love God that much. I trust him that much. If you have a question about mufflers, it's in there. It's like Prego. Even the word muffler is in there. If you want to check it out, hit me up later, and I'll show it to you. There are car parts in the Bible. Your name, believe it or not, is in the Bible. You just got to study more and find it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you saved? Now's the time to accept Jesus Christ as your Savior. Stop playing around. Amen. Accept him. It's so easy, and he could be your best friend. Amen. You don't need anything else but Jesus. Hallelujah. He can be your best friend. He's your helper, and his Holy Spirit is your comforter and your teacher and your guide. If you're not saved, just repeat the Romans road after me, we call it. Amen. (laughs) Say, Jesus, I repent of my sins. I'm so sorry, Lord. I believe that you died on the cross and rose three days later from the dead just for me. And I accept you. I accept what you have done. I accept you as my Savior. Thank you, Jesus. And amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's angels celebrating in heaven. One time I said, I said they were, what did I say? They were angels celebrating in heaven every time you accept someone accepts Jesus Christ. And someone, they get so, so um, straight and narrow with you. I said, but they don't celebrate. Well, the Bible says the angels do, okay? They, they have a good time in heaven. Put it that way. Every time somebody accepts Jesus Christ. Now, now they're going to tell angel, angels what to do, right? <laughs> God is happy. Everything that you did before this moment is gone. God threw it as far as the east is from the west. That's Bible. Amen. And you're starting all over. All old things are gone away. Hallelujah. And I like to tell people, go find a Bible-believing, tongue-talking church, a church that teaches the whole Bible, okay, not churches that, you know, take parts out because it's just, it irritates them or they just don't believe in it anymore. Amen. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Thank you for coming on today and tell everybody that you know that Shakespeare had nothing to do with God's word. God don't need no help. Amen. (laughs) I pray that your week goes by victoriously. Reverend Essie signing off. God bless and have a gorgeous day. Amen.